مش حكاية تقولوا هي خد عينيا وشوفوا بيها هتلاقي جوه الدنيا عايز بينكم بذاتي ليا شخصية وهوية ليا حرية حياتي مش حكاية تقولوا هي هتلاقي أجمل وأجمل Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 13th Youssef uh, Shaheen podcast. Uh, I'm Jose. I'm Richard. And uh, we are going to talk about Alexandria today and forever, is it? I think it's Alexandria again and forever. Again and forever. Um, So, uh, and Richard has uh, just seen it. Yeah. So, Richard, why don't we begin with you? Kind of give us your first impression. Yeah, it was it was great. So it's the the third in this in this trilogy of uh, films about Shaheen's life. At this at the point it was made, it was the third in the trilogy, and then he made a fourth film. Um, it's very it's very interesting. It's very uh, um, what's the word self referential uh, because a lot of it is about the relationship between Shaheen's between the character who represents Shaheen, who is played by Shaheen at this point, and the the and his relationship with the actor who played the younger version of Shaheen in the first two films, mm-hmm. who in this film interestingly is not played by the same actor, mm-hmm. uh, which is very interesting um, yeah. because it's effectively I mean it, it's it's kind of like when the you know like a sensitive singer songwriter goes through a difficult breakup and makes a makes an album about their, their, <laughs> their breakup it feels to be shaheen's breakup movie <laughs> um so yeah and interesting well, well we'll come to this but interestingly the kid the young actor who plays your high in the first two films had a major role in the two films between egyptian story and this film Ah, which we'll, we'll which we, we, we will get to. So, because well, we were saying after doing the last one, should we watch the sixth day and Adio, Adio Bonaparte before do, before doing this one? Because it turned out that you know things like Jamila was so important to the first one. Then in the end, we didn't do that. But I can now think we should have done that because of the because of the the, well, thing of the actor. Nothing is stopping us from returning. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we should just see this as an ongoing mm. process of learning about Shaheen yeah and you know I'm a film scholar I, yeah. I, I'm not at all averse to watching things several <laughs> times right like the point is really is the work rich enough to support mm. uh, such viewings right so and and that in itself whether it is or it isn't is in itself interesting so um, I you know we can do that um, my feeling is that this is almost the film I liked least yeah it's uh, it's his most, I think, inaccessible film. It's very personal. Mm. Uh, now, it might be that it's inaccessible because, in fact, we didn't see the other films in between. Uh, there, there are things that I think are very brave and daring. So, actually, you know, this is a really queer film. Yeah, mm. queer in the modern sense. It's not just gay. I, you know, but with a fluid sexuality, be- begins obsessed, you know, by this man within a marriage and ends up obsessed by this woman. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of, yeah, a very unusual kind of movement uh, in the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, and my understanding from reading about it is that it's almost unique in Arab cinema. 
Yeah. So either there are some uh, Arab films made outside of their own country. Yeah. Which sometimes have a gay subtext or something. But that this direct autobiographical personal kind of uh, film with queer subject matter is is unique and I yeah yeah uh, uh, which I think gives it an importance whatever your own feelings about exactly and I think because in, in I think I think Andrew Moore made this point when he was talking about this film that in the first two films in the trilogy um, the the kind of gay plot doesn't involve Shaheen's character but in in this one it it's very explicit that that there is this obsession between Shaheen and the actor it is. I mean, to me, it made me feel also a little bit like when you see Fred Astaire and Audrey Hepburn. I thought, ew. <laughs> like, you know, because, yeah, because Shaheen, it, I mean, this might tell, say more about me than about the film. I'm not disputing that. But, you know, he is so much older, yeah, than uh, um, the subject of his uh, desire, the object of his desire. And also, he's not just older, but he's wealthier, more experienced. He's got so much power over the whole situation. Mm. It, it feels like a bit like I actually think that all of those, none of those dimensions are explored, really. Yeah, them. and because it's it's and, and also when you think about the uh, the age, so the, I I don't know how old the the actor was in um, um, Alexandria Y, but he was playing. He was young enough to play Shaheen as a teenager. So he was probably yeah. only no more than 18, 19, something like that. Yes. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, the implication is this obsession started there and, and, and kind of carried on. But it's kind of like a star is born or something, isn't it? But with that kind of, you know, I'm going to shoot. It is, it is but, but it's not. I, you know, it is like a star is born, but with all of these uh, suggestions, which are, I am, you know, must be self-critical. Of a casting couch, yeah, mm. you know, kind of they talk of feelings and of love, and of course, you know, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Shaheen has the power to cast, the other person is dependent on being cast. Yeah, There's also a suggestion that people are whispering about them, and that actually it's having an, uh, uh, um, a negative effect on his career. And there's also a suggestion that, that he might not be very good, i.e., that. You know he can't sustain a career on his own. At the end of the film, he's basically doing really cheap television. Mm. Right? You know, so, so, I mean, there's something slightly icky. Mm. And interestingly, what the actor was at was at the what the actual actor <laughs> was actually doing. So the actual actor who was in the first two films, he actually he directed a film, um, ah. which was released in 1990, same year as this one, and ah. starred. We, he he starred and directed in this film. With his wife. Who is, oh, how interesting. Yeah, so... You see, yeah. because I wondered... To me, it's not clear, actually, that the object of his obsession is the person who played himself. Do we know that? Is that a fact? Rather than someone who was in Alexandria Y? Because I, my suspicion was that the person he was infatuated with was actually the one, the decadent aristocrat who falls in love with him. No, no, I, no, I think because he goes with him to the Berlin Film Festival and there's some talk of him getting a Best Actor Award for playing Yahai, I, th I, 
I'm pretty okay. I'm pretty sure it it is supposed to be the guy that plays plays I'm the I'm just eye. checking with you because I yeah. I wondered. It's a good point, yeah, but I think uh, I think it, it's the because yeah, the, he gets the the Shaheen character. So Yahai, the character, gets the best director award, and the actor who plays Yahai gets the gets a bit always is nominated in it for best actor award. I think I think that's right. I think uh, aside from the queer content, there is also a queer culture very much at play. Mm. Uh, so a particular type of appreciation of Hollywood musicals. So I'm not saying that everyone who loves Hollywood musicals is gay, but there is a kind of a historical cultural way of appreciating them, that this film that is gay and that this film kind of, yeah, uh, um, connects with mm. yeah, or intersects with. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, that aspect um, I liked very much. There's also another element, which is the same thing, which is kind of an intersection with the Peplum film. Mm. Yeah, those Greek, yeah. Roman, Italian cheap films with muscle men in them, yeah? I mean, you know, this kind of alludes to, to those films as well. So, you know, that aspect I, I kind of, I liked very much. What I didn't like, which I found charming in Alexandria Y, but actually it bothered me here, was um, the amateurishness of the production number, you know? <laughs> mm. I mean, they were a little bit like his fight scenes. They were, like, just so, you know, if you're going to show dancing, why not show good dancing? Yeah, right. I, I liked the, so the first dance number, which is basically they, they come out of the Berlin Film Festival Awards and into this very unconvincing cityscape, Berlin cityscape. And then all yes. the lights come up, and they—they—I I, like that one. It's just the two of them, the, the two guys dancing. Yeah, I didn't even like that one. Oh, I did like that. Yeah. It reminded me of uh, one from the Hearts, the, just the way that the the city kind yes. of lights up. But then the later, the he he then seems to be having like he's kind of fantasizing about the kind of films he might write for this guy, and then there are these film sequences, and it it's it is. And they're quite bad. They, they they seem to be supposed to be quite bad. I mean, they're almost like carry on films, and, and with the, mm -hmm. these you know speeded up slapstick sequences, and a guy gets hit, and there's little cartoon birds flying around his head, and that kind of thing. Um, it, it's quite odd, and I wasn't sure. Are you supposed to, you know, are you supposed to realise that these are bad? Oh, are, they, are they supposed to be good? I mean, that's, well, you... or or they're supposed to have another value, but. Actually, I thought the, the first one, which actually, uh, in terms of scenery and so on, reminded me of Singing in the Rain, yeah? The lamppost, mm. the, you know, the sketching. Because that song, well, obviously it's meant that song's from a Don, another Donald O'Connor film. Um, ah, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll send you a YouTube clip, um, yeah. Um, oh, lovely. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll put the clip in. Um, the song is called Walking... My baby home, or something, something like, like that. that. You're yeah, walking my baby back home, I think. So yeah, yeah, yeah. walking my baby back home. It's a 1953 film starring Donald O'Connor, Janet Leigh, and Buddy Hackett. Okay, fabulous. So, yeah, so, so I'll, you know. I'll send you that. And uh, I found a, a dance routine from it. So yeah, I'll, I'll send you that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it might be good actually to to for me to see that dance routine because I bet you it's nothing like this one. Mm. This was, you know, so so on the one hand you have Shaheen playing himself at the end of the film saying 
you know, you, you to the actress, mm. you can't take on any contracts. You know, even when I'm writing, you can't do any work elsewhere. You have to study, you have to study diction, you have to study movement, you have to study dance. And you think, really? <laughs> is that what you did when that, I mean, you have to study you know, convincing hitting. <laughs> you know, I think they must have done one take in a hurry yeah. and printed it, right? Like, I actually, I thought it was a bit offensive mm. to the audience. I mean, you know, it's beyond amateurish, really. <laughs> You know, uh, so I didn't, uh, I didn't like that. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you know, it would have been lovely to have seen, you know, the best dancers in Cairo perform yeah. a musical number for this film, you know, rather than like two people who can't dance at all. But I guess um, thinking, it's just occurred to me, those sequences, uh, you know, those film sequences in this film kind of hark back to what we saw of Yahai's school production in the first film. Uh, I know, but you see, that was different because that was a high school production. Yeah. And actually, the, the awkwardnesses there had the charm yeah, of being yeah. a high school production and being students. Though actually, it was way better than this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. So, so, so this has that amateurishness wi without, you know... W without a context or a rationale for it, it right yeah I, I mean, I, and because the, the, there's this whole thing going on a lot of those sequences that are in the context of there's there's a hunger strike of e egyptian filmmakers um and i guess the protest is around censorship i didn't quite grasp what the protest was about no, the, 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 my understanding is that uh, it's 1987 and it's a change in the law uh, the cinematographic law, mm. uh, which basically removes rights from Egyptian film and television workers uh, and um, dooms them to being victim of Gulf state petrodollars because mm. they invested very heavily in Arab-speaking television. So it basically right, kind of, right. you know, removed the infrastructure for Egyptian filmmaking, is my understanding, mm. uh, from, you know, kind of doing a little bit of reading on it, which I didn't have much of a chance uh, yeah. to do. Uh, and that's, that filming of that strike is, uh, it begins halfway through the film, the actions, and then actually it ends up with documentary footage mm. of, yeah, kind of uh, uh, the filmmakers gathered together in protest in a theater, yeah, yeah which is filmed by Shaheen himself. Uh, in and what you see is documentary footage of mm. that. Okay, that's interesting. So again, it's it's like it's like the fictional becoming, mm. you know, documents. Like in, in other Shaheen films, we've seen the opposite. We've seen, you know, newsreel footage that then becomes mm. kind of you know, uh, 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 imaginary or the you know the the personal, the biographical, the fictional is meshed into you know historical context. And this is almost the opposite. It's like you know, the fictional becomes, yeah, document. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, all of that I find very, very interesting. Mm. And don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, I, I, it's, it's the Shaheen film I liked least, but I'm becoming a super fan. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, I liked, <laughs> I liked a whole bunch of things about it. Oh, I really, that. I loved it. I, I, but yeah, I, I, I liked it less than the other two in the trilogy. I, I um, and, and I did, I did. It, I mean, I, I don't know what the actual story was with the real Shaheen and that real actor, um, mm. but it, it did leave quite a 
because you, you do think, well, okay, if that, if if there was some basis in fact there that the the, the real actor, you know, that there were rumours or uh, the man may not be true or, or whatever, uh, making a film about that is like not without the other guy having the right of reply is 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 a bit yeah. spit off. If that yeah, if that's well, true, there are many... it's but I'd say the fact he wasn't in the film is interesting. Yeah, I mean there are many questions we raise so on the one hand you know we can praise the queerness on the other hand making a film about all of the people involved does raise a lot of ethical questions so for example you know his wife right mm. you know in a patriarchal culture where men have all the power what power of consent does the wife does a wife actually mm. have which is a similar question what power of consent you know does you know uh, um a vulnerable out-of-work actor have mm. yeah in kind of you know making the choices right like i mean the power relations are too weighted yeah, yeah. onto shaheen to kind of you know not raise questions yeah? mm. uh so and i i actually i didn't like that he cast himself you actually see a vanity and a nostalgia i mean he was very good in cairo station but you know that was his only role, and that was like thirty years. <laughs> and there's before. a there's a load of scenes in this where people say, "Oh, Shaheen, you're such a great actor. Why did you Why did yes. you stop acting?" And yeah, yeah, you're right. He he only played that one film. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, that's quite. So for him to play himself here, you know, um, I I I think it's kind of. Um, a mistake because he's not very expressive mm. actually i mean so he does all the high moments well like you know when you've got to scream or when you've got to be frustrated but you actually never feel that like what you know what what uh 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 uh, uh, uh sharif would do mm. which is like you almost felt you were inside his head or you knew his feelings or you could share his soul <laughs> omar tell mm. me what your soul is feeling and you yeah whereas like with him you know, he does the motions right, but you actually never feel that you're led into his head and mm. his heart. Mm. Yeah, is is my view. Yeah. So so, kind of you know quite a mixed bag. Um, the other thing is the obsession with Hamlet, <laughs> which is something you know to explore further, right? Because my understanding is that we end, or my memory is that either at the very end or just before the end of Alexandria Y, you get a whole soliloquy from Hamlet. So right? you get, so, so Alexandria Y has that sequence where the young Yahai, played by the actor who is, who is a character in, in this one, does a lengthy bit from Hamlet in front of his class. And it's then dragged off to, to, to do the same to, to the teachers. I think, there's, I think that's then repeated at the end. Uh, Egyptian story um, has a number of references too, and yeah, this one starts off with um, you, yeah the opening credits. It's an Egyptian it's singer, Egyptian male singer singing Ham, uh, "To Be or Not to Be" in, to be or not in to Arabic, be. <laughs> um, and you then get the um, so at the, at the opening of the film, the Yahai, the director, is trying to make a film of Hamlet starring the actor who played the young Yahai as Hamlet um, and he's reluctant to do it and then eventually he does do it and it gets very badly reviewed. Um, 
but yeah, there, there are multiple references. And there's an interesting point where Yahai, the older Yahai, is telling the younger actor about um, having seen John Gilgood's final performance of, of Hamlet. And I, I looked it up. Oh, that's lovely. And it's, yes. I looked it up, and it's true. So, um, yes, yes. so Gilgood um, was, tour was touring in Hamlet, playing to the troops, I think. And this was in the 40s. And uh, I, I found a... Uh, here we go. Uh, yeah, the last stop on the tour was Cairo. This is from a, a book. I'll, I'll send you the link. In the opera, in the opera house, originally built for the first production of Aida, the actors played Hamlet to half full houses. Riots had broken out in Egypt, and Cairo was off limits to the troops. So this is like while this is while during this the is like an Alexandria. Yeah, why? this is yeah, this is <laughs> happening during Alexandria. Why? Um, his last ever Hamlet, Gilgus' last ever Hamlet, was for a school's matinee, which began farcically when Horatio, played by Lee Fox, fell into his arms in an epileptic fit. Gilgood shouted crossly, drop the curtain, put something between his teeth and fetch the understudy. <laughs> <laughs> In <laughs> and, that order. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, <laughs> and then apparently after the performance, as Shaheen said, after the performance announced it was the last time he was going to play Hamlet because he felt he was too old. Um, but also in the audience, I, I don't, I, I mean, I'm assuming Shaheen was was genuinely in the audience because he, he was at school oh, there. Yes, uh, yes. Someone else who was in the audience was, was Edward Said, who... Uh, who was at the same ah. school as, as Shaheen, only a few years younger. So, uh, yeah, it, it's How interesting. Yeah. So, so yeah. That... Well, well, this is a, a film that actually is highlighted in both books on Shaheen, Malakuri's mm. book, uh, especially, uh, but also in Ibrahim Fawal's book. Um, but in um, Kuri's book, he does this really interesting reading. You know, both through a kind of queer theory but also through anti-colonial theory. Mm. Yeah, kind of basically saying that uh, codified homophobia, you know, was brought into Arab cultures through colonialism. Mm. Yeah, and that actually that this kind of codification brought in by colonialism has then been reverted, yeah, to a, a specifying an other between, mm. yeah, that is also considered as a foreign influence, right? Uh, so that there's like the circular kind of construction of kind of uh, uh, homophobia, this kind yeah, of thing, which yeah. colonialism and colonial histories have a part, uh, and which the film is read through in, in I think, a very interesting way. Um, so, and and I do, th I, I think, I think Said and uh, um, Shaheen went to the same school. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, like Omar Sharif, but in different. But, exactly, Said was about uh, ten years younger than, than Shaheen, I think. Yeah. Um, I found another review of a, so a book called Hamlet's Arab Journey, Shakespeare's Prince and Nasser's Ghost, which is all about the 2011 book about the reception of Hamlet in the Arab world. And that seems to have some, you know, that's got information about Gilgud's touring productions. And I think, yeah, and it covers Shaheen and Said. Uh, yeah. So well, Gilgud was next to John Barrymore uh, in America, at least the most famous Hamlet mm. of his day. And certainly in England, he was the most famous Hamlet of his and day. I think if um, you were a, a pseudo-intellectual, uh, posh teenager in wherever, but you know, and you'd seen John Gilligan's last performance as Hamlet, you would never stop going on about it. I certainly wouldn't. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, well, um, Shaheen certainly hasn't. Uh, no, did say, you know, so it's kind of, you know, it's something to boast about. Uh, but it does seem that... yeah because that is an that is a number in the film right mm. he goes to great length yeah to tell you this whole story yeah yeah to tell you 
you know, that he was there. And then to give himself the torch, yeah, that Gilgood presented, right? So, yeah. because he says, I hope there's someone in the audience who will carry, and yeah, and you realize it's just it's his me. idea of himself. I, yeah, <laughs> and I think that I think that's one of the points where having a better actor playing that character would have worked better because he said, because effectively, you know, I think you're kind of, because really that's kind of, that's kind of ridiculous. And someone else would have played it more, uh, you know, even you know, the, the, the actor who played Yahari in the first one, I think would have, kept, would have, would have played that line better um, to, to say, you know, I'd, I would have loved to see that, for, that scene with Gilgud from the stage and the young Shaheen sitting up in the balcony going, oh, it's me, with, the, with that original actor would have been a great scene. Uh, but, as it, but it didn't really come off. I think the film, there are several other things that came out of the film for me. So first, uh, the way that he is very much imbricated in an international film festival circuit. Mm. Uh, and, you know, he is the most famous filmmaker in Egypt at that point. And, you know, there's a, there's a, a very witty line where he says, oh, uh, have we received uh, mail or notices? And he goes, oh, yes, the Correro de la Serra, you know, the <laughs> French Parisian Liberation, whatever, you know, this paper from Baghdad, that from Damascus, whatever. Anything in English? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So, uh, uh, yeah, anything from America or England, I think they say no, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so again, you know, this, um, not a disdain, because obviously he's an, he's an Anglophile, mm. you know, and he loves American culture, but this acknowledgement that in the eyes of English speaking people, you know, the Arab world might as well not exist at that point. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of doesn't figure in the map. Uh, I thought that's kind of, you know, that was very um, interesting to me. Uh, yeah, because it's one directional and it really does remind me of, you know, the argument um, that Harold Innes makes in Empire and Communications, where, you know, he says that like colonized cultures, right, or cultures on the uh, uh, edges of empire, you know, they have to know all about their own culture because otherwise you can't survive, you can't get a job, whatever. Mm. But actually, you also have to know everything about the imperial culture because otherwise you can't do business, you yeah. can't trade, yeah, the same. But it doesn't work the other way around. Mm. I, if you're at the center of empire, you don't need to know anything about anybody else. They come to you. <laughs> and it's an attitude that a hundred years after empire, you still see in England. Like, you know, oh, definitely, no interest definitely. anywhere else. Definitely. Oh, everyone's going to queue up to do trade deals with us because we're important. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> Good luck with that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, did you... Were there other recurring patterns that were not thematic that you noticed? I, you know, like uh, filmic elements, like uses of shots or sets or lighting or anything. Yeah, I mean, there was, again, there was some great shots of, you know, um, you know people within buildings and that was shot out, out of, and then out of the window. You have everything in focus behind as well and you have action going on behind. It was really things that, uh, and, you know, pe people on cliff edges with stuff in the long distance and I think even the you know the, the 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 scenes that were sort of from these deliberately bad imagined films which were actually really interestingly shot um yes yeah, I, I love the way the camera comes in you know when they're doing hamlet and mm. he's not getting it right 
you know, the camera dollies in and dollies in and dollies. I mean, there's <laughs> one you, point where, the repetition. just remembering one of your comments from one of the earlier films, where I think, you know, Shaheen, the director, is just going, bring me the zoom lens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, which, that's in the Congress. That's at the strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Congress of the strike. Yeah, which in a way yes, made, yeah, made yeah. me feel that, you know, I, I think he was... Possibly some of the some of the film was supposed to be funnier than we were than we're taking it. I mean, clearly the the, um, the in, in the in the sense that he's making fun of himself as being this slightly yes, yes, yes. insufferable film director, a bit a little like uh, Woody Allen in Stardust Memories, where yes. you know it, it, it's it's he's this insufferable director, but he's supposed to be insufferable. I, it's I, very difficult to tell mm. because I mean, in a way, the film is not addressed to me, so. You know, there were things that I noticed, but I noticed more in terms of influences, you know, rather than in terms of achievements. So, for example, you know, the scene where you get a cartoon, yeah, like, mm. you know, these drawn in kind of things. You know, it's meant to be funny, but I just didn't laugh. And then the whole Keystone cop sequence. I mean, you know, it's meant to be funny. Yeah, and because it, it brings up all those Keystone Cop memories. And yeah, so on. yeah. But actually, I also didn't find it funny. No, so, I, no I, the problem could be me. I, I just found those. I mean, those, those scenes, which you know, seem to be parodying popular forms of popular cinema, but they just some of them just went on for far too long. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it was you kind of yeah, we get the point. <laughs> um, and the timing was off mm. in the editing because actually. You know, those scenes like should work for someone like me. I mean, they're visual mm. and it's all about visual gags and timing. And, yeah. you know, so the cultural barrier should be less for some of those sequences than some of the others. But actually, I just didn't find it funny. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of it, but I didn't like the execution. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. Um, so I think this is a this is a film that had more of those problems for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then you know, the, the usual Shaheen, mm, which, you know, mm. which I love. The other thing that recurs all the time is the wife tells him off for yes. his obsession with the death of Nasser. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, like, we've seen the funeral, the resignation. Yeah, I think the resignation speech, we've seen it in two films. I think the funeral we've seen yeah. at least referred to in two films. Yeah, right? yeah. And this is a film which says you have to stop your obsession with this dead man. <laughs> right? <laughs> the wife says. Yeah. yeah. So actually, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, you know, yeah. Kind of, you know, these things that we've been observing kind of, in a way, get ratified narratively in yeah, this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, anything else? No, I think I, I say it's 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 an interesting film. Um, it's not as good as the other two in the trilogy. It's, I, I yeah, I agree with you. It's the least satisfying so far. We should mention Shakespeare's the Hamlet hat thing, which is which is absolutely fascinating. But uh, uh, go on. The, so when Hamlet, when the, the, you see a, a scene earlier on where he's filming his version of Hamlet, and it's a modern dress Hamlet, and Hamlet is wearing this woolly hat like a beanie, beanie hat. And it just reminded me of this thing I saw on Twitter like six months ago uh, that said, we, we can give you a post-apocalyptic post post Hamlet in a hat. We can give you race and gender bent Hamlet in a hat, but we cannot give you Hamlet without the hat. The hat is obligatory. <laughs> and it, it just then has about 20 photographs of, you know, Mark Rylance, David Tennant, various people uh -huh. all playing Hamlet, all wearing the same, apparently the same woolly hat. And it's kind of the same woolly hat that the guy is wearing playing Hamlet in this film, which is... Yeah. 
quite incredible. It's obviously a thing. <laughs> I, I think we should also mention that within the narrative of the film, uh, you're told how important Shakespeare is mm. uh, for Shaheen's plots, and we've seen that. You know, we've seen like everything from uh, Othello, uh, uh, you know, to various versions of Shakespeare. Yeah, and now Antony and Cleopatra are constantly referred to in, in so many of his films. So Shakespeare is obviously a, a, a you know, a source of inspiration mm. and also some someone he draws on for plots. Uh, and, um, you know, but, but I wondered if this move from um, Hamlet to Antony and Cleopatra was significant. Mm. I thought, I mean, I thought there was an element there that part of that was almost, a, again, a self-parodic thing that he'd been obsessed with making a film of Hamlet with, with this young actor. Then he meets this actress mm. and he's like, I've got a great idea. We're going to do Anthony Cleopatra. <laughs> and, um, so th I, 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 that m maybe, maybe was the aim, but I, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, yes. Well, I mean, that might be something worth coming to with a little exploration. Mm. Yes, because, you know, kind of Hamlet is about existence and about loneliness, about madness and self-isolation. Mm. And, you know, yeah, kind of what's the point of life? Um, you know, kind of, yeah, Anthony and Cleopatra. Yeah. What is it about and how do those two things connect? Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be interesting if kind of, you know, a link would be made because the film spends a lot of time on Hamlet at the beginning. Yeah. And then a lot of time on Anthony and Cleopatra at the end. Yes. With yeah. this idea of a movie about Alexander the Great in the middle, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think kind of structurally those things are interesting to, to explore further, but but no cohesion comes to my mind at the moment. No. No. So uh, any last word on Alexandria forever and again and forever? Again and forever? No, I think we've covered it. I mean, no. I, I think it, it, you know, we've, we've probably not really sold it to people because we were a little bit negative about it. No. Um, and we should, and I should say we're doing this on, this is, today is the anniversary of Shaheen's death. I, I discovered. Oh, no. So we've, we've been, rude, we've been are. rude about one of his films. On the, the first bad review we like, give him, oh like on his anniversary. Which I discovered because there's a new, a new story. Um, I'll, I'll send you a link to that. It's quite a nice little overview. His friends called him Joe, apparently. So we, we, oh. we should perhaps start calling him Joe. Joe. <laughs> um, although possibly he's not our friend anymore after tonight's film. <laughs> um, but I, I think, I think it, it was less enjoyable than the other two films, but it was still great. And um, Yeah, I think it was still fascinating. Though I think it was less enjoyable and less good. Mm. Yeah, I think it's important to distinguish those things. But, you know, I would also say it's less good. It's less mm. fully realized. It's less well realized. I, it just, uh, I think it was so, he kind of had sort of disappeared up himself, really. That it was so, yeah. you know, you got so many layers of, you know, the first one, it's a film about him. The second one, it's a film about him making films about himself. And the third one, it's a film about him being obsessed with the actor who played him in the earlier film about himself. And it's so, so convoluted. Um, Actually, it's, to be honest, it's a film that made me less think, made me think less of him, mm. you know? So I don't want to let, let that just go by. You feel that actually there's not only a massive ego, which he recognizes, 
but actually someone who's so wrapped up in his obsessions that he can't be self-critical about mm. them in the moment that they're occurring. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, char um, the, so... the, Shaheen, the Shaheen character in the film is basically being a dick, and but it's a question yeah. of whether Shaheen, whether Shaheen, the director and writer, recognises that Yahai, the character, is being a dick, or whether he thinks this is okay. And, and that, that I'm not clear on. And I think particularly... Yeah, um, I suspect he thinks he thinks he's a dick, but, yeah, I mean... I just, I mean, all the things that I talked about with the wife and patriarchal power and, mm. you know, the boy being so young and, you know, how creepy they are together, right? You know, I mean, and I think just the same way that people say, oh, it's a bit, mm, you know, Fred Astaire mm. and Audrey Hepburn, like 40 years apart. Well, this is 40 years apart. Yeah. And, 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 I, and as you say, it's a man. Yeah. And as you say, there, yeah. there, there is a power relationship there because uh, yeah and it, you know. and and I am you know I I would be I would be intrigued to know what the you know what led to the 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 original actor not being in this film um, yeah. and given that this film is all about that actor refusing to be in films with the high character and the high character being the, the ungrateful little start you know and so I it it, it did and it, and it you know reminded me of that whole you know, Lawrence Fox, Billy Piper thing with him going away, you know, they're splitting up him going away and writing an acoustic album about how terrible his life is and his awful wife. And it's just like, uh, that that kind of thing leaves a bad taste, really. Yeah. I might need to just cut that last bit out. <laughs> cut, that, cut that bit out. <laughs> I'll tell you later. But, All right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, thank you very much. We are uh, the Yusef Shaheen podcast. Uh, and uh, we'll return in a week or so with a new, exciting, and illuminating <laughs> episode of We Don't Yet Know Which Film. <laughs> it depends. Yes, we'll do it. <laughs> Thank you very Great. much for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Uh -huh.